Welcome back, chums and chaps. It's Thursday, April the 13th, 2006. We have made it now eight episodes of The Infested Sound. And God said, let us bring it the sound. Rise from beneath our feet and caress the evil which bites thy skin. For he who listens will truly be infested by that which bleeds. The blood of the sky shall rain upon your face. And you will take your gun and say, kill the sound, kill the sound. The church welcomes you to the infested sound. Bill, holy cow, is this episode 8? I can't believe it. We've been doing this shit for two months now. Almost two months. Damn close. <laughs> Damn close. It eight feels weeks. like two months. This show has just aged us and stressed us out so much. It's not easy getting through day to day. And you would think that once somebody does something a bunch of times that they would start to get better, when in fact we're actually getting worse each week. That's what's amazing about Phil and I. We always stay at the same level. We never get any better. Maybe worse, but we never get any better. If we suck at something, we suck forever. Yes, that's correct. And let's kick the show off with our sponsor, as we always do. Episode 8's sponsor tonight is Woodchuck Draft Cider. This shit's actually pretty good. It really is. I mean, most most of our sponsors are complete dog shit. But this one's actually favorable to me. Probably because we didn't buy this off the clearance rack in the back of the liquor store. We actually dropped some bones on this one. It was a good month at Arby's. It was a good month at Arby's. We got our bonus today. That's right, $8.43. $8. You got three cents for every roast beef sandwich we sold this month. <laughs> And we were pushing those roast beef sandwiches like crack. Pushing them like nuts. And uh, we have been rewarded. We were able to afford the $7.49 it cost us for the six-pack of wood draft, wood draft, woodchuck <laughs> draft cider. Amber, made in Vermont. If you want to go to their website and check it out, it would be www.woodchuck.com. And let me just uh, enlighten the folks at home, tell you a little bit about the woodchuck draft cider. Let's hear it, <clears throat> Clear that voice. Three and a half centuries ago, the settlers of New England created the perfect drink. A hard cider that was handcrafted, naturally fermented, pressed from fresh New England apples. It had a subtle sweetness, a higher alcohol content than ales, always a good thing. Mm -hmm. It became the most popular drink of what was soon to be an independent nation. The end. What independent nation are they talking about, though? I have no idea. <laughs> I still don't think we're an independent nation, but if that's what they're <laughs> Last saying, time I checked, we weren't. If the woodchuck says we're an independent nation, god damn it, we're an independent nation. The woodchuck knows. The woodchuck knows. Just like the picture on the bottle, the woodchuck is eating an apple. So we're going we're gonna to kill off this six-pack, and uh, we've got a rather disgusting backup sponsor for you. Yes. So we'll polish these off pretty soon, I'm sure. A six-pack usually doesn't last us long. Then we'll bring out the backup sponsor, and I promise you, it's really, really awful. It's so like Slither. We're not getting we're not getting by easy this episode because we actually are probably going to drink something terribly nasty like every other episode. But we will keep you updated as we always do. And I would also like to issue an apology to Dave for my birthday wish from last week. I claim no responsibility for anything that was said. 
I didn't fare too well and stay sober. I don't remember doing the good, the bad, and the ugly last week, and I sure as hell don't remember doing Dave's birthday promo. So if you want to hear what I said while I was completely blacked out on tequila, you can uh, check out the horror podcast. This is no lie. Phil actually blacked out that night and did not remember anything that happened probably three quarters into the show on the rest of the night until yeah. the morning. Jeff had to tell me the next day at work that we we actually did end up doing the birthday wish to Dave. I didn't believe him. He brought in a CD and proved it to me. And if you listen to the birthday wish, uh, he actually calls Dave Chad. But I corrected myself. He did correct himself. So he knew in his heart that he was wrong. Sometimes when I take eight shots of tequila in about five to ten minutes, my speech gets a little slurred. I confuse one English son of a bitch with another English son he of a bitch. He starts speaking Spanish. That's right. So I think I fared pretty well for someone that has no recollection of saying any of that. That's true. Did you remember trying to fight me all night, Phil? I do. <laughs> Phil did try and fight me several times that night for well, reasons unbeknownst <laughs> to me. I'm, I think it has something to do with your performance in the show. <laughs> Apparently, at one point, he claimed I actually breathed wrong. I don't know how someone can breathe wrong. But Jeff managed to pull it off. But he did threaten to fight me before so not inhaling correctly. It was an entertaining night, to say the least. Uh, but uh, Jeff's going to get a taste of what that's all about on the next episode when we play another segment of Stay Sober. We'll see. But as I always say, we're going to get into the meat of the show right now. We're gonna we got a couple of movie reviews for you this week. Uh, a couple of different opinions on the movies. So uh, here in a second, we're gonna get into Slither. After we finish with Slither, which Phil had am, a bit of a thought right there, which I am anxious to get into. We're gonna go into our review of Wolf Creek. That's right, coming up in the show, Slither and Wolf Creek. Stay tuned for some madness. Hi there, I'm Jeff. And I'm Phil. Oh, no. <laughs> no, that's wrong. That's wrong. Is it? Yeah. Oh. I'm Dave. Oh, I'm Chad. And we're English. Oh, we're from the horrorpodcast.co.uk. Horrorpodcast.co.uk, that's the one. Oh. You can email us on like, horrorpodcast at googlemail.com, but, you know. Ah, you're listening to the Infested Sound Podcast. Enjoy! Guess what? The Infested Sound is now on the web. www.theinfestedsound.com Phil, you sexy animal. Let's get into these reviews. Let's start with Slither. Let's start with Slither. Slither, written and directed by James Gunn. James Gunn, he sounds like an Irishman. The tagline for the movie is, whatever you do, dot, 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 don't scream. And you won't. And you won't laugh. And you won't enjoy yourself. And you'll be very pissed off that you spent $8. Now, 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 now. now. Hold on a second, Phil. Let's not rip this movie completely apart yet. A lot of these people out here in our audience haven't even seen this movie yet. So let's give them a rundown of what I'm this jealous. movie really is. I'm jealous that they haven't seen it, and I unfortunately have. Hold on now. Let's give them a rundown of what the movie is before we completely chop it to pieces. Okay, well, why don't you, why don't you go in, in depth on, on this great plot that this movie has? The plot. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a great plot, but the plot is that some aliens fire their ass to Earth on a comet, 
And when it hits Earth, it's uh, an alien that infects people and makes people huge. No, no, no. Let's let's tell them exactly what the alien is. Okay, it's it's sort of a slug-looking creature. Uh, it starts out as this huge like asteroid, and by the time it go, enters the Earth's atmosphere and gets all the way to the ground, it's like peanut size. So this little slug comes out, and this guy sees it in the woods, and it shoots this little needle into his chest. This yes. real tiny little. Almost sewing needle. Shoots it right into his chest. And the guy's like a creepy child molester in the first place, so you don't feel so bad. <laughs> That's right. So this guy then becomes the host of the whole alien takeover, I guess. He he's, like the, he's like the George W. of the uh, slug infestation. <laughs> That's right, and he's every bit as unlikable. Correct. Jeff, why don't, you, why don't you tell him a little more about this piece of shit? And uh, the slugs jump in people's mouths. They look like little penises, and they get in people's mouths inside their body, and they infect the people and turn them into zombie-like mutants. I wouldn't say mutants, but just zombies that uh, follow their leader and collect bodies and animals and just meat for their head person to eat. And they, a bunch of people get impregnated and keep having more slug babies, and it just gets out of control. And it's all good horror movies do. Um, this movie had no plot whatsoever. No, the plot was just absolutely terrible. Uh, the acting was terrible. Yes, it had no good plot. Of course it had a plot because it wouldn't be in existence if it didn't have a plot. But it, the plot was pretty freaking terrible. I mean, it's basically just about this town that kind of gets overtaken by this alien pretty much. You've and seen it a thousand times before. There are so many things in it that are unbelievable, and I understand that they're trying to make a horror comedy, and they're trying to mock what horror movies and the horror genre, it, genre is to uh, its audience, but the movie's just overall a uh, piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I already have a, a very strong candidate for worst movie of the year. I wouldn't go that far because it had some parts that I enjoyed. Uh, plenty of gore. Guy getting his head shut off. Uh, guy getting a stake through the throat. People blowing up. Blood. Plenty of that stuff. But it's it's proof that plenty of gore does not make even a decent movie. Correct. And the fact that the entire movie, which was, I believe, 96 minutes or something around there, had only Are one... Are you sure it wasn't three or four hours long? <laughs> It seemed like that to Phil, apparently, but you had apparently .43 seconds of nudity in the entire movie, and it was a quick shot of the hot girl's tits when so she was quick, in the bathtub. So quick that only Jeff's eyes could pick it up. <laughs> I saw it, and so did another guy we were with, so we didn't just see this. Uh, we'd like to get some confirmation. I might there. have been sleeping during this part. Let us know, Corby, at uh, the Horror Show podcast. Let us know if it was just a side boob or if there was actual nipple. I literally saw some nip. It was either a nipple or a slug. Okay, either way, it wasn't enough to save this movie. Nothing is. Not uh, at all. I was, I was mildly excited for this movie. Uh, I think I remember reading a quote from Eli Roth saying that it was as clever as, as he hoped it'd be or something like that, and it's not. It's not clever at all. I think Eli was smoking the chronic when he gave that uh, comment. You know, that maybe I should have... Smoked me a fat chronic blunt before we went into the theater. You should have. It could only make the movie better. It couldn't have made it worse. But let's get off of this topic because Slither was a pretty bad movie. Both Phil and I agree on that. But I think that it was a lot worse than Jeff thought. Jeff thought. 
I thought it was entertaining, to say the least. There were a few characters that made me laugh, but overall it was a pretty terrible movie. And there, were, I agree that there was a couple of parts where I laughed, but the movie wasn't nearly as funny as they tried to make it be. You know, I laughed a few times. They tried to make you laugh pretty much every couple of minutes during the movie, and it just didn't work for me. Not at all. Huge disappointment. $8.50 and 90 minutes. I'm not going to get either of those back ever. Unless you build a time machine. So if I see something worse during the course of the year, I'll let you know. But I can pretty much guarantee that this is going to be the worst horror movie of 2006. That's a bold call, my friend. But, Phil, if there was one sound you could make that would remind you of this movie, what would that sound be? It would be a some kind of choking sound as I was strangling myself so that I didn't have to watch it anymore. Really? What would that sound sound like? Something like... <laughs> that sounds like a dick was just put down your throat. I felt like I felt like a dick was put in my ass for what I was charged to see that movie. Yes, that and the fact that there was only like five people in the theater and no hot girls. And they were all pissed off. They were all pissed off. And I, there was not a single um, normal person in the theater with us. I think they were all mildly retarded. And they still hated it. Which is odd because we are also mildly retarded. <laughs> In Jeff's case, a little more than mild. Correct, and I'd just like to say again how good this Woodchuck Drafts Amber Cider is again. Unfortunately, we're about to run out, and here momentarily, I'm going to be cracking open Richard's Wild Irish Rose, red-flavored. Alcohol, 18% by volume, 100% grape with citrus spirits. Now, there's not a lot of detail on this bottle, it just has your standard, uh, don't drink if you're pregnant, don't operate heavy machinery. Such know. as vibrators. But, Phil, I think the only thing these people need to know is that the price of, how much is this? Uh, this is the whole bottle. This 375 milliliters. That's right. Good-sized bottle. Tell them what you paid for it, Jeff. A dollar and 59 cents. And momentarily, I will tell you if it was worth every penny or not. And I doubt it. That's all you guys need to know. It's a dollar fifty-nine. But that sums up our Slither review. Phil and I both thought it was pretty much a piece of crap. Yeah, I give it zero, zero stars. I give it one testicle. <laughs> That's one too many. Yeah. <laughs> That's one too many. Much like myself. Now we're going to get next, once we come back from this commercial break, we're going to get into our next movie, which we pretty much disagree on, so stay tuned for our argument. This could get interesting, so make sure you tune in for Phil and I's review on Wolf Creek. Want to get heard on the show? Oh, God, yeah! Cut us an email, theinfestedsound at gmail.com. you fucking pieces of mother shit that's right we're back and we're gonna now we're gonna get into wolf creek which i went and seen in the theater i watched again the other night you went and seen in the theater phil i did i went and seen it in the theater interesting and i watched it again the other night because if i see a movie and i don't completely hate it i like to watch it twice before i form an opinion on it like with the hills have eyes but in slither's case i'll never watch it again as long as i live so I don't need to. I can just review it now. Phil and Slither are like Phil and uh, sexual relationships. They just don't mix. 
We definitely are a bad mixture together. But Phil does have a girlfriend now. Amy in Cincinnati has been calling quite a bit. Yeah, she hasn't been emailing the show very often. <laughs> she hasn't been emailing or talking to either of us, but somehow she has been communicating with Phil. Only when you're not here, Jeff. <laughs> Only when I'm not here. I told she her your talks... schedule at Arby's. She calls while you're not here. <laughs> she talks to you telepathically, much like Dwayne and Belial. She does. Okay. You ready to get into this? Ready to get into Wolf Creek? Let's rock this bitch. All right, Wolf Creek, written and directed by Greg McLean. McLean's one of the one of the two. Tagline: The thrill is in the hunt. All right, Wolf Creek. What'd you think of Wolf Creek, Jeff? Wolf Creek. I thought it was a mediocre film at best. It had potential, and it somewhat lived up to a. Like I said, mediocre movie. There, I just It's hard for me to say that this was a good movie because I sat through the first 45 minutes scratching my balls, wondering when something was going to happen. And then it finally happened, and the action sequences are pretty good. The characters are good, at least the killer. I didn't like the characters that were the backpackers, the two girls and the guy, the... Acting was pretty bad, and those characters just weren't very feasible and weren't very believable. Okay, let me, before I go into my review of the movie, let me say a little bit about the plot of the movie. Okay, uh, starts out similar to a lot of movies. You got two girls and a guy. They're on vacation. They're partying across Australia. They're heading out to the site of a meteor impact. Is that what you think it was? Yes, it was called Wolf Creek. It's called Wolf Creek. Supposedly, back in the day, some huge-ass meteorite crashed into this valley, and it's just, like, miles long, this big, wide, circular canyon-type thing. And the way they talk about it, you get the impression that the movie may be a a sci-fi movie about aliens or outer space. And I actually thought that it might be the first time I seen it, because I went and seen it without having seen any previews or knowing anything about it. So for a while there, that kind of make you think that the movie might be about UFOs, which... I like this movie, but that may have been a good way to go with it. You don't see a lot of those movies these days, so I think that may have been a good way to go with it. It may have been a better idea overall for the movie than to take a total 180 and turn this into a psycho killer movie. Okay, so the movie is based on true events, and which is maybe something they shouldn't have advertised for the movie. Because if you watch it, I don't want to ruin the movie for anyone that hasn't seen it. But we're probably going to anyway, because we're going to get into detail about our opinions on this soon. But it tur- the three characters are real people, the two girls and the guy. Uh, the movie is a lot of speculation, though. Uh, it's kind of just an idea of what may have occurred. Now, when they go out to this Wolf Creek Canyon, they go hiking back in to see this crater. And while they're gone, something happens to their car. You don't know what. They come back to leave, and their battery's dead. And soon enough, uh, some, what do you call it, uh, uh, almost a hermit? <laughs> An outbacker? An out, a guy from the outback. An Australian? He, sh- he happens out of the blue to pull up, he sees their car, and uh, offers to give them some help. And he's all, cheerio, mate, I'm going to help you, and we're going to get you out of here, mate. He seems like a real nice guy. He says that he can't, he can't fix their car right there. He needs some parts that are back at his house. So they ask if he can pull them into town. He says he can't do it because his house is the opposite way of town. So it's either they go with him to his house and he helps fix their car or 
They're just going to have to sit there and hope somebody else comes along. So the kids decide then to go ahead and go back to his house. They don't have a lot of choice then. So they go back to his house. Up to this point, it's pretty light movie. You know, it's kind of laid back. Nothing really happens. They go back to his house, and he works on their car for a while. And then that's really when the movie kicks into gear. And there's actually a point in the movie where you do feel like uh, these characters are taking advantage of the future killer who is aiding them because they are kind of jackasses to him and the guys yeah especially the cracking guy jokes the on him yeah the guy's a real jackass he's doing his old crocodile dundee joke he's a very unlikable character and sadly enough he's the guy that lives at the end i mean you know you can tell the whole time you got this undertone of doom for these kids you know something bad is coming and they're really ignorant now i'm not going to say that the characters in this movie are real intelligent not at all they're in fact i think half of them are british yeah, something like Literally, that. Literally, I think two girls. Maybe I think the two girls are British. So anyway, uh, the guys fixing their car and they all pass out, and that's when the movie takes a huge turn. First thing you see is one of the girls wake up. She's in this shed by herself. She's chained to the wall. She's is she chained to the wall, or I think I believe she just has her arms and legs like zip tied oh, together. Right. That's right. The guy's not chained, chained to the, the wall. wall. She's actually tied up in a room by herself. Correct. And she ends up escaping. She gets a piece of glass. Sha 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 sha. Breaks through. And jumps through the window, and she's looking around for her buddies, and she sees her friend, the girl, who's – she's not really being tortured, but she's tied up in another building or garage, and the guy's uh, shooting at her. Not shooting her, but shooting at her, just trying to scare her, and this is the first time in the movie where the guy that came to help them out really signifies himself as the villain. Yeah, and the tables turn because you can see he's a demented, evil, psychopathic killer. And like all Australians are. Like most Australians are, yes. And, of course, the girl gets a bright idea to cause a distraction, light the car on fire, blow up some propane, and then go back and try and save her friend. And, of course, while she's saving her friend, guess who walks back in? Uh, the Aussie comes back in and... Of course, like all horror movies do, at least bad ones, <laughs> you think she's going to get caught. You think he's walking in. Oh, he's going to see her. He walks in. Oh, she's gone. She's hidden 40 feet farther down the room behind a table. <laughs> Somehow just transported herself there in a matter of half of a second. Okay, now we're not going to go and tell you every single scene from the whole fucking movie. Okay? Now, Jeff had a problem with the movie because it takes a while to get going. And it is a slow movie. I think that... It intentionally is a slow movie to try to make you care about the characters in the movie. If it's if it's slow, just hang with it. It does pick up during the second half of the movie, but they're trying to make you actually care about this guy that is just on top of these people. They, they're not in their element. They're out in the outback. This guy knows the area a hell of a lot better than any of them do. And they're kind of just, you kind of just feel sorry, at least for the girls. You may not like the guy, who's really not in the movie all that much, but you at least try to... It, the director's trying to make you feel sorry for the girls, at least. And I understand what you're saying, Phil, because there are other good movies out there that have good character and scene set up initially in the beginning of the movie, which allow you to adapt to the plot of the movie or fall in love with the characters so you feel a connection with these characters. But I just didn't feel the connection with these characters, and the setup of the movie took way too long, and it just gave too much away through the movie. You just knew these kids were doomed. From the time they pull into the gas station and he almost gets in a fight, the look the guy gives him when he's walking out 
you can just tell that somebody's looking for these kids. And once the car doesn't start after they've hiked for three hours, you just know that it's all downhill from there. And it's just, it's just too in 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 front of your face, and it's too predictable. And horror movies like that are. I don't know, Phil. Do you see where I'm coming from? I see where you're coming from, but one of the things that I really liked about the movie is... All, all right, I'm going to give away the ending, so don't listen to the rest of the show. You probably already shut it off because it's our worst show yet. But <laughs> if you do want to watch the end, I'm going to kind of give it away here, so don't listen. But the thing that I like about it, one of the things I like about it, is the fact that it's based on a true story, and the only person who lives is the guy. The guy never seen anything that happens to either girl. So the director kind of just said, you know, this would be a crazy-ass thing to have happened to these girls. And I just think it was kind of a cool idea. The movie is similar to Open Water. I mean, I'll say that, which is a movie that a lot of people hate. But if I had to compare it to some, I would compare it to Open Water because a lot of it's just speculation. And, Phil, I'm going to be honest with you. The one thing I liked about this movie was that they labeled it as based on a true story. It kind of had... At first, maybe it kind of had that Blair Witch reality feel where you're just you're sitting on the shoulder of these people, and it's like almost like a documentary, and you're watching this happen because you know in your head that these are based on true events and these things really happen. So you're trying to put yourself in their shoes during the movie. And that's the one thing I liked about this movie because that there, I believe, makes a stronger connection than 45 minutes of character and scene setup. And further along in the movie, the timeline and the sequences of the movie are terrible you have the girl the two girls that spend 20 30 minutes of the movie getting away from this guy trying to get away from this guy and you don't see anything about the guy you don't hear about the guy you don't see the guy you don't even know if he's still alive or locked up or what and then all of a sudden nobody knows anything about the guy though right but all of a sudden it goes from these girls have been trying to escape this guy for the last four hours and all of a sudden it goes back to the guy oh look here's the guy back at the place now he's escaping yeah and i can see what you're saying and i think that because of that a lot of people aren't gonna like this movie uh but when when i go into jeff all right he he watched the movie last night i came into work today and he actually said that he enjoyed slither more than this movie and i don't think that wolf creek is a great movie but when Jeff comes in and tells me that he enjoyed Slither more, my natural reaction was to defend Wolf Creek. And I understand that because you do passionately dislike Slither. But the reasoning behind me saying that I enjoyed Slither more than I did Wolf Creek, because probably the entire 90, 96, 100 minutes of Slither, I was somewhat entertained at every point of the movie. I was either laughing at a character in the movie, like the mayor was a funny guy, or... I was smiling at the gore scenes where people are getting chopped. So I was entertained for pretty much the entire movie of Slither. But I was damn near close to turning Wolf Creek off after the first hour. Because to me, if you can't set a movie up within the first 10 or 15 minutes and pull your audience in and make them a part of that movie, then what have you really accomplished? Because that is not what entertainment is and that is not what horror is. Horror is a genre which relies on the fact that the audience places themselves in the film. That's what creates the fear, and that's what creates the horror. See, that's where we disagree, because I think that they did a good job in Wolf Creek, 
during that 45 minutes of actually making you care somewhat. Now, the characters weren't extremely likable, but during that 45 minutes, you whether or not you want to, they grow on you a little bit. You know, you're with those characters for 45 minutes. They start to grow on you a little bit, at least to the point where you still feel sorry for them because you know what's about to happen to them. Now, I think that a lot of people are going to dislike Wolf Creek. Um, I'm pretty much positive on that. But one thing I can tell you, uh, it's way better than Slither. <laughs> now, you guys know Phil and I don't agree on that comment, but there are a few parts of Wolf Creek I'm going to tell you about that I did enjoy. There were plenty of good killing scenes or just scenes where someone was maimed. There were fingers getting chopped off. And the part, Phil will agree with me here, when the knife gets jabbed into her spine and twisted to paralyze her. Head on a stick. Head on a stick. That was very good. That was very interesting, something I'd never heard of before. He actually refers to the Vietnam War when that happens and says that's what they used to do to their prisoners because they were still conscious and they could still communicate and tell them the stories that they needed to know and the facts that they needed to know, but they couldn't run away, so they didn't have to worry about losing these prisoners. So, and one thing Jeff's going to agree with me on, the villain in this movie, Mick, I believe the actor's name is John Jarrett, he was he was the best thing about Wolf Creek, far and away. Definitely the best. Uh, I, would, I don't know if I would say that he's the best horror movie psycho killer I've ever seen, but he's definitely probably in the top 20. Maybe, well, Quentin Tarantino liked him a lot. That's Quentin Tarantino sure. liked him a lot. I didn't think he was great, but I thought he was real good. He was different. And I like to see a different kind of killer, a guy who comes into the picture, and you can't really tell that the guy's got any kind of psychological problems. He seems like a nice guy. He's helping these kids out. He's not wearing any kind of mask or anything like that. Not at all, and he almost has a cute little Australian accent that people giggle at. I mean, he looks kind of like a... Like almost a an uncle or a grandfather figure. Right. You think of Crocodile Dundee when you see this guy. Just a harmless guy that's out to help people out. Doesn't have anything uh, against anyone. Doesn't have a vendetta against anyone. Now, did uh, let me ask you one more thing. Did you like the scene where the guy stops to pick the girl up and then he looks up and his coffee is draining out of his thermos because the dude's got a sniper rifle and he's out shooting at him from the field. That was a great scene and he because... he shoots the guy and his head explodes. That was great because they really do imply that the movie could be ending here. The girl could be getting in the car with this guy and she may get away. And, but, and you have no idea that this guy's hanging out two, three hundred feet away with a sniper rifle. Just bang. Shoots this old guy in the head. Drops him. And... Another good part of the movie is the chase scene in the car. Yeah. Where she runs the guy off of the road, the killer off the road. She starts cheering. She starts yelling, screaming, cheering, thinking she's the shit. So he busts out the sniper rifle yeah. and shoots her tire He out. busts up out the sniper rifle, props it on the door of his car, which is laying in a ditch, and bam, there goes her tire. And the car flips, which was kind of unrealistic because I don't think cars just flip four times when a tire gets shot out. Yeah, well, you got to kind of stretch your imagination a bit for this movie. But that's that just reminds me of another thing I sort of liked about this movie. You don't really know who the main character is. You you have no idea who's going to live because you're sure that this girl, the first the girl that wakes up when they first are tied up and then she comes and saves the other girl. I was positive that she was the main character in the movie and she ends up being the first one that dies. She does. But that's another one of my problems is you don't even introduce the male character until 
not until 90% of the movie has gone by and you see you almost see the problem resolved between the two girls and the killer and then they finally introduce the guy who wakes up you know several hours after these girls do who this whole time hasn't woken up hasn't heard anything that's going on and just finally now decides he's going to escape well you almost have to do things that way with that character because he doesn't know anything else that happened you know that is what happened to him so that's what he says, at least. He woke up. He doesn't know what happened to the girls. He stumbled out. You know, he stumbles across this desert, and he kind of just collapses, and these people kind of that are driving along just find him. You know, I mean, if they if they added any more of him into the into the movie, it would be even more realistic because the guy doesn't actually know anything that transpired. No, but the movie just seems too centered around this one guy, which ends up surviving at the end because... There's so much conflict and action between these two girls and the killer. And then you get towards the end of the movie, the guy escapes, and then guess what? He escapes and runs off and runs through the desert and then gets picked up by a couple. And then that's the end of the movie. There's literally no action between this, the guy who survived and the killer other than what interaction there was before he was drugged. I agree with you on that totally. Uh, I'm not saying that it was a perfect movie. I mean, it obviously had plenty of holes in it, like a lot of horror movies do. All I'm saying is, if you're making a decision whether to go to the movie theater and pay eight fifty to see Slither, or go up to Blockbuster or Hollywood and pay 4 bucks to rent Wolf Creek, rent Wolf Creek. Right, and I'm not going to tell you not to see Slither or not to see Wolf Creek, because I think everyone should see these movies, because it gives you a better understanding of what horror movies are out there and what the horror genre has developed into, because I think... A lot of horror movies that come out today follow the mold that Wolf Creek put out. You see several movies that have come out recently, such as Hostel, Wolf Creek. You've got Hills Have Eyes. Hills Have Eyes. Last year, even movies like that were crap, like the House of House was it House of Wax. Movies like that, they kind of follow that mold where I didn't think House of Wax was crap. You've got younger, younger, attractive Paris people. Hilton. Paris Hilton, of course. You've got younger, attractive people and characters that end up going into a difficult situation and trying to fight off a killer or fight off multiple killers. And that's just kind of the mold that the horror genre has developed right now these days. You don't see too many things that are different. And that is also kind of a big reason why I like Slither, because it's something you don't see out there today. You don't see a lot of zombie movies coming out these days other than... The uh, the Italian made Land of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead movies like that. But this it, this isn't really a zombie movie. There's so many other elements of Slither that make it ridiculous. S- that make it so different from anything else that's out there. And maybe that was their intention because it is a horror comedy. I I have a hard time labeling this as as a horror movie in the horror genre because they are kind of mocking the horror genre in this movie, but it is something different that's come out today that's kind of opened my eyes a little bit and said, hey, that's interesting, and Wolf Creek wasn't. It just seems to follow the mold. It's conformed to every other kind of horror movie that's out there right now. Now, Jeff's opinion is a little bit ignorant because he hasn't seen Hostel, so he really doesn't know exactly what type of movie he's dealing with with that, but in our next show, we're going to review Hostel because it comes out on Tuesday, and this is a masterpiece. 
But Phil, would you not agree with me that Hostel follows that same kind of that same kind of script or that same kind of horror mold? It really doesn't. Not which, at all. Which you'll see. It's a completely different type of horror movie. You don't in Hostel, you don't start out with characters developing. Oh, it start it starts out lighthearted like a lot of them. Into a psychopathic killer or killers developing a conflict. Not really. With, Not with really. the characters you're, in, characters you're introduced with. Yes. Yes, with the characters you're introduced with, yes. But as far as the killer or killers like you said, you're a little off pace with that, which you'll find out when you see Hostel. I can't wait. I wish I'd seen Hostel before this, but I wish you had. To. I haven't made it to the movies yet, but it's on my Netflix, and I should be getting it next next week. If Phil doesn't get it by next week, oh, I'll have it on Tuesday. Hopefully, he'll have it too, so we can get together and watch it together. Because I'm real excited. I've heard great things about the movie, so I hope I haven't got your hopes up and expectations up too high. I apologize, to you guys, for me not having seen that movie yet. But as you all know, I am more of a uh, I like to call the classic horror movie genre. Well, this I'm is old school. This will be a little bit something different for you. So, I'm excited. I like to see anything that's different or new. And also next week we will be talking about Hostel. Uh we're going to try and get to see Silent Hill before we do the show. We're not going to do the show until Saturday next week. Silent Hill comes out on Friday, so we got Friday night and Saturday during the day. We're going to try to get out and see that. Also, we're going to have episode Two or not, maybe not episode two, segment two of Stay Sober. Stay sober. So I, I understand that this has been probably the worst episode yet, but we're gonna make. As it. we always say, this has been the worst episode. Yeah, but yet. sometimes I'm joking. I'm dead serious this time. This was a dreadful episode. Honestly, what Phil and I hope is we've opened up your minds a little bit more to these movies, so you can think about them some more, and email us, and let us know your opinion on the movie, and let us know if you agree or strongly disagree with what we've said about these movies. Now, this is the first time we've actually pretty much completely disagreed and argued with one each other, with each other on a movie, such as Wolf Creek, so send us an email, let, let us know what you thought, who you agree with on Wolf Creek, what you thought of Wolf Creek, we'll read it on the show. We'll keep a tally to see who's right about this movie. The infested sound at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought of Slither. If you happen to be one of the very few people that have paid to see it, let us know what you thought. I'm sure you agree with me, but let us know. Uh, like I said, I apologize for the show. Next week, we're going to step it up. We're going to have reviews of Hostel, which is a great movie. Silent Hill, which I have very high hopes for as being a great movie. And we're going to do Stay Sober, Part 2. Jeff's going to write the questions on the Blair Witch Project. He's in some serious fucking trouble. We'll have to see about that. We'll see what happens. I know Phil is pretty dedicated to the Blair Witch Project, so this could be pretty tough for me. But something else we're going to start introducing to the show. I know I haven't mentioned this a lot to Phil, but we have talked about wanting to film a horror movie together this summer when we've got some free time and hopefully some extra money. So we're going to start working on a script. We're going to talk about it on the show, and we're going to develop this into, like, a horror movie preview that is in the making, that's in production. Phil and I are going to work diligently on putting together a horror movie, which is going to be very low budget, but we're going to put our knowledge of horror movies into this movie. And we want to hear your guys' say on our script so far, what we're filming, locations for filming. That's right. It's going to be The Infested Sound Presents... 
and we consider everyone that listens to the show part of the infested sound. So you have any suggestions, we'll talk about what we've been thinking about. If you have any suggestions, any alterations you thought we should make, you let us know, because we're going to put serious thought into whatever anybody sends us. So the filming of The Infested Sounds horror movie, I believe is going to be a short film, because I don't think we have the budget to create a full-length feature, but... I'm positive we don't have the budget. We're going to try and put together something that's maybe 15, 20, 30 minutes long, that's a decent movie... We're going to need to get your guys' feedback on it, and we're going to actually post it as a video cast on here so you guys can download it and check this out. Maybe check out what we've done so far. Have it, Let us know if you have any suggestions for our scenes we can add. Though so We're going to need your guys' input on this a lot. And once again, we know that we are a couple of jackass motherfuckers who need to be beaten badly, but you think our show is bad, wait till you see our movie. <laughs> I'm sure you can only imagine, but we're going to try and put together something that is likable and just isn't a total piece of crap. We're not going to try and do any, like, clay animation or stop animation like other movies attempt. I wish we could, though. That would be cool. Not in this lifetime. (laughs) Not Not working at Arby's. Not working at Arby's. We do not have that kind of budget. But I hope you enjoyed our review of Wolf Creek and of Slither. And that is going to conclude our last segment so stick around and we're going to get into our closing we're going to give you our thanks and let you know what we thought about today's episode this is the infested sound Boy, what a load of crap that show was, Phil. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like I said at the beginning of the show, you'd think after you did something so many times that you'd be getting a little better, and uh, I think this is our worst effort to date. Could be, but let's not waste these people's time anymore. We just want to give a few shout-outs to our buddies over at The Horror Podcast, Dave and Chad. Make sure you check them out. Great show. They They never come up with some bullshit like us and do a completely unprepared show like we did tonight. They get out every week. They put out quality material. They are so much unlike us, but yet so much like us. Maybe it's the uh, English education system. Maybe we are lacking in education. You are, that's for sure. That is correct. So, like I said, next week, I guarantee we're going to improve. Next week, I'm putting out my personal guarantee on this one, Jeff. We'll see. We just hope that we'll get some input from everybody. We need to hear from you guys. Theinfestedsound at gmail.com. Amy. Amy, where are you, sweetie? But Phil and I are pretty excited about getting this movie started. We're going to try and get it done this summer, see what we can do, and uh, maybe entertain some people. Maybe get it uh, submitted into some movie festivals. Maybe it'll even win Best Picture at the Cannes Movie Festival. Very well could, even though the French don't like their horror movies. And they don't like Americans. They did make high tension. They did. They did. But let's quit wasting these people's time. Make sure you check out our website, everyone. www.theinfestedsound.com Cut us an email. Theinfestedsound at gmail.com Good night now. Good night now. Are those your last words, Phil? Yes. Take care. Check out the movies. <laughs>